forward to uh, moving forward this week I got a bunch of things I'm going all over the place now so um, but I wanted to be here and I'm glad I can be here let's uh, let's open in prayer Father God I thank you I thank you for uh, what a joy it is to look into your word and Lord to share it I thank you for these men and uh, the opportunity to share with them I pray that you would bless your word through my mouth, Lord, that you would bless this time, that you would open our hearts and minds to understand what it is you would have us do. Lord, help us to know enough to obey you in all the things that you have given us to do, Lord. Walk with us, open our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We, uh, we have, have all kinds of things going on, but we're in Acts chapter 12. Verses 6 through 12 is what I was going to cover this morning. I was praying about it, and I, I found it interesting that Peter gets pulled out of a cell by an angel, and the whole time he doesn't know what's going on. But he knew enough to obey, to do what the guy said to do, right? So I, I, my thought was, know enough to trust God and obey him. Know that's all you need to know. You need to know enough to trust God and obey Him. How much knowledge is enough to obey? And we need to understand that with our, within our hearts. We need to understand. God very clear in His Word. He's very clear in His Word. Don't do these things. Do, do these things. So we, we know enough of that to obey. You know, don't lie. Lying is bad because why? It destroys relationships. When you lie to people, they don't trust you. And then you don't have relationships. So simple little things like lying. Obey God. 
Know enough to obey. He will give you a little bit. What he gives you, you need to obey. In this story, God takes Peter to a place where he is helpless. He's put in jail. He has no control. He's locked up between two guys. And then God sends an angel and he gives him one bit of information at a time. And the whole time, Peter is not really realizing this is really happening. He's thinking it's a vision. But he keeps doing what the angel tells him to do. And then suddenly he finds himself in the middle of town, free from the the jail, because he has obeyed one step at a time and gotten to where God wants him to be. So let's read the story real quick. It's Acts chapter 11, verses 6 through 12. I'm sorry, 12. I'm in the wrong chapter. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Acts 12, 6 through 12. Now when Herod was about to bring him out, on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. He did not know that what was being done by the angel was real. But he thought, he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and the second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord, and they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. That's an interesting story. I don't know if I'll ever have the chance to have an angel rescue me from something. But I think, you know, you'd think, I know this is real, but he didn't. And probably because it was so far beyond what he expected. So when we're working with God, expect the unexpected. Unexpected things happen. So know enough and know God enough to obey him and do what he calls you to do. Trust and obey him. So I want to get into God taking Peter. So God takes Peter to a place where he's helpless, not in control. What is the underlying principle that we get out of this. Remember, in my, in my Bible study every morning, this is what I do. I try to capture what God is saying. And so what I captured out of this, that God takes Peter to a place where he's helpless, he's not in control, and when God provides a means to get out, Peter does not even accept that it's reality. He thinks it's a dream. And when he finally accepts it as a reality, he heads for the body for the church. He heads for those that God has called him to be close to. So that's what happened. 
I just kind of summarized that. That's capturing the thought. Now I got to analyze it. What is the underlying principle? What is God showing me in this? Now he has a lot of things that he shows us in this passage. There are several different things that I saw this morning. But one of the things that caught me is that even when God's hand is operating right in front of my face, God is doing something right in front of me, I don't always acknowledge it. I don't even recognize it. And yet, he is calling me to obey even when I don't know what he's doing. He may be acting and I don't know, but I need to obey that which I do know. So know enough to obey, trust and obey God. Know enough. Whatever is enough. If you know that you shouldn't lie, don't lie. You don't have to know everything else. If you know you shouldn't uh, cheat someone, you don't cheat them. You don't know, need to know everything else. You don't have to be a theological scholar to do what is right before God. Know enough to trust and obey God. God knows what's best for you. That's the trust part. When he says, obey me, he's saying it not because he's a control freak. You know, we've talked about that. There are people that like to get uh, groups of people together and obey them. And most often that motivation is that they like to be in control. They like the power of making you do what they want you to do. God is not that way. God loves us and he wants the very best for us. And he says, you know what? Sin destroys you. Don't do it. And so he gives us direction. And we need to obey that if we want the best. Even when God's hand is operating right in front of our eyes, my, my human prejudice can blind me to the truth. Know enough, know God well enough to trust and obey him. God is the creator, sustainer of the universe. He has every resource available to work in our lives. So we may not recognize it. I always say, you know, I, I lived in the city and they had neon signs. They had flashing bright lights and they would say things like, this store is open. Get your beer here. You know, and you can't miss it, right? This bright flashing light. And so I would always say, God, just send me a neon light of what you want me to do. I would like to see, go here, Daryl, go here. It would be so much easier. But God wants me to trust him. And he will use multiple different ways to get us to go where he needs us to go. But we need to trust it and obey him. So be looking for what he's doing and then obey it. How do I know what God is doing? Well, well, the hardest one for me is the Spirit because the Spirit speaks inside of us and He speaks in a way and He communicates in a way that I'm not used to. When I talk to Lawrence, Lawrence says, how today? I hear something and I can respond. I say, fine, right? How today? Fine. But when God speaks, I don't hear a voice. And so I need to hear His voice. I need to hear His Spirit in me. I need to learn to sense that. So that's a hard one for me, and I'm working on it. I'm working to understand and know God, to know when he convicts my heart. Guys, when you lie, you kind of feel bad. I watch little kids. Little kids know when they're, they're doing something. They, I have all the little kids come into my office, and I have things on my desk, and I, the little girl, uh, Hannah, she's like three years old. She runs up, and she looks over, kind of looks up on my desk, and she sees something. She reaches up, and she looks over at me, she grabs it and puts it behind her back because she knows she's not supposed to do it. She knows that. I didn't have to tell her that. 
She knows it's not hers because God's spirit is working in her. Little kids have God's spirit. We have God's spirit. We are convicted when we do the wrong thing. That is God's spirit speaking to you. Listen to it. Practice obeying that. Know God well enough to obey that, right? Every one of you, every one of you has that in you. God's spirit is dwelling in this world to convict us of sin, convict us of righteousness, and convict us of judgment. Sin, righteousness, and judgment. God will tell us, this is sin. This is the right thing to do. And you're going to be judged on which one you do. So know God well enough to trust and obey him. Use his spirit. But he also has given us his word, right? And so that's why I read it every, every day. When we're here, I read it to you guys. I read it to myself every day because I want to know his word because that's how I know him well enough to trust and obey him. And then I get together with fellow Christians and they help me. They reinforce this is the right thing. And I had some interactions yesterday where I got upset and I had to talk to one of my uh, fellow Christians. And I said, I'm sorry, I was upset. And he goes, yeah. And so we walked through why I did what I did and, and I am going to grow and I'm going to be better at it next time. That's how I use the body. And I'm growing to know God better and to trust him to do the right thing. Let's go back to our passage, Acts 12, 6. Now when Herod was about to bring him out, on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains and sentries before the door. And, and sentries were before the door, guarding the prison. On that very night. So Herod was about to bring him out. What was he going to do when he brought him out? Who's going to kill him? What did he do to James just before this? In the passage just before this, he beheaded James. And he caught Peter. And he said, ha, I've got more. I'm going to make these Jews really happy. I'll bring Peter out. I'll make a big deal of it. And so he held him in jail until the right time. But God timing, God knew his timing. And that very night, it says, on that very night, Peter was sleeping and behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up, quickly, and the chains fell off his hands. Guys, when I'm walking with God, I want him to do this. I want him to provide everything I need to take action. God did not wake him up and say, Peter, I want you to walk out that door, and I want you to go through past those guards, and then I want you to walk out of this fortress and the gates will open for you. And then I want you to walk over to... He didn't do that. He had the angel help Peter through something that Peter wouldn't have been able to do by himself. I want God to be doing that in my life. So I have to know him and I have to trust him enough to obey him. When he says, Daryl, get up. I'm saying, yeah, but I'm chained between these two guys. I can't get up. You don't see Peter saying that. Peter gets up, chains fall off his hands. He obeyed, and then God released him, right? He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up, and the chains fell off his hands. God provides what we need, when we need it. His timing is perfect, and he does it because he is a controller, sustainer of all things. He can make whatever he needs happen, happen, right? 
if he needs me to, if I'm saying, Lord, I need a phone call before I'll do what you asked me to do, God can make my phone ring and have somebody have a voice there. It doesn't even have to be someone real. Or he can have Lawrence decide he's going to call me at that moment. God is in control of all things. I need to know him well enough that I trust him in that. God, the other thing that was interesting to me, God provided a light in the cell. I wonder if it was a little fluorescent. Maybe it was an LED. An LED light like I charge for you guys. You know, little, I think God Jones brought it from, from 2022. He took it off our shelf and he brought it back in time and dropped it in the cell, right? Just lit it up. God provided a light. Did he have to do that? No, but Peter couldn't see without it. And so God provided what Peter needed. This is the God we serve, guys. He provides everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. God gives us enough knowledge to obey. Acts 12, 8, And the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel is giving him step by step. He's telling him how to get dressed. Even though Peter couldn't comprehend what was going on, he obeyed, and that's how he got out of there. If he hadn't done that, he would have still been sitting between two guards, right? But he obeyed each step. No, and this is another, another take on no, because no can be, be wise. Be wise enough to trust and obey God. It's not just having knowledge, but it's having wisdom of how you apply that knowledge. I know that God is faithful. Am I going to apply it? <coughs> Wisdom is the application of the proper application of knowledge. We know that God is perfect. We know that God is all-knowing and we know that he is all-powerful. Are we acting on it? No, be wise enough with the knowledge that you have to trust God and obey him. I mean, he went out and followed him Peter went out and followed the angel. He did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. Even when you don't understand what is happening, keep obeying. Because that is trusting God. Keep obeying even when you don't know what's happening. Because that is trusting God. That is what's faith. And what does God say about faith? He says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. So you get to practice faith by just obeying. And this gets to be exciting, guys, because when you obey, you may be walking out of the jail cell. You may have chains drop off of you. You may have things happen in your life that you could never imagine would happen because God is at work and you're obeying him. I can tell you, you will get challenges when you obey him. It's not always easy, but stay obeying him and he will take you through those challenges. He will grow you, make you stronger. Because that's what life is about, to grow stronger. So don't live your life not obeying because you're afraid of what could happen when you obey. Trust God and obey. Know God well enough to trust and obey him. And they passed the first and second guard. And they came out. To, and the iron gate leading into the city opened on its own. I think it's, uh, <laughs> Peter, 
I can't imagine walking through the city and the gate opens and he's walking beside an angel. And I guess that would seem kind of surrealistic, we call it. That's, that's a big word, but it seemed like a dream. And, and yet he kept moving and he kept going, knowing enough to trust and obey God. When Peter came to himself, he said, now I'm sure the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. When you realize God has revealed himself, when you realize that God is acting in your life, you know what? You should give him the honor and give him the glory because God is the one that deserves all glory and honor and he's called us to give him all glory and honor. And so that is obeying God by giving him all glory and honor. Know enough to glorify God. There are a bunch more things I have, but I have to end, end my passage here. So trust and obey. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge he is Lord, not me. And he will make straight your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I love that verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't reserve part of it. Don't, don't do it partially. Trust in him with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. I don't see how I'm getting out of here, Lord. I don't understand. I'm trained between two guards. I'm going to go to sleep. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him as Lord, and he will direct your paths. Let me close on that, and uh, we'll go from there. Father God, I thank you that you are trustworthy. Father, I thank, thank you that you communicate to us the truths that we need for the moment. You don't give us all knowledge. You give us just partial knowledge. Sufficient for the day is what you give us, Lord. And you've given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of you. I pray that you would bless these men with joy and peace, Lord, as they obey you, as they, they listen to your convicting spirit and they act on it, Lord. They act with integrity. They act with honesty and strength, Lord. I pray that they would uh, be drawn to you and find joy and fulfillment in doing those things that you've called them to do. Help them to obey with the knowledge that they have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.